0: Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host, Michael, and this episode is Q&A number 61. Before we get into the questions for today, big thanks to our sponsors, Precision Hydration, that you can find on precisionhydration.com. As you'll hear, one of the questions for today is about heat acclimatization, And one aspect when you read about heat acclimatization and uh, what goes into it that really needs to be considered is uh, the amount of hydration that's needed and replacement of lost fluid and lost electrolytes. And Precision Hydration can help you with that. They have a free hydration plan tab on their website that takes you to a short and simple quiz consisting of 10 questions that you can answer in a few minutes time and that will give you a plan for how much fluid and how much electrolytes you should consume in your goal race but uh, an interesting thing to consider here is that you can you don't necessarily have to use that for your goal race you can adjust your answers so that they reflect for example your normal training environment or a heat acclimatization protocol uh, that you're going through and then they'll give you whatever hydration strategy makes sense for that given condition so that's uh, an interesting use case to consider you can try your first box or two of electrolytes for free with the promo code that show all on word all caps on precisionhydration.com and also big thanks to roca for sponsoring the podcast they can be found on Roka.com. That's R-O-K-A.com, and that's where you should go if you're looking for wetsuits, trisuits, swimskins, goggles, buoyancy shorts, eyewear. And you'll be guaranteed to get a super high quality product, whatever it is you're looking for. Because Roka really take their product development and their investment in R&D to the nth degree. And make sure that when they release a product, it is absolutely fantastic, top class, whatever it is. Whether it's a wetsuit or a new pair of sunglasses. So check them out and get 20% off your entire order. Great to use now with Christmas coming up to get some gifts for your loved ones with the promo code TTS, all caps. So again, that's TTS, all caps for 20% off your entire order. So on to today's questions. First, we have a question from Brett who writes, I seem to be one of the few that has more than enough time to train to my full potential without juggling crazy hours or a family. There's an abundance of info for time Start people, but not the other way around. I'm 35 years old, I sold my businesses and I only have to spend a few hours per week working. My question is, how would you recommend someone like me take advantage training-wise uh, compared to those with uh, limited hours? My background is, I finished my short distance Uh, career on doing the age group ITU world championships and I'm looking at doing more 70.3s in the coming years. Usually my 70.3 time is around 4 hours 45 minutes with the swim being my weakest and the run being my strongest. I have a solid base in all three sports. Should I swim seven days a week? Should I do more base training, more strength training? Any info about how to take advantage of my time is appreciated. All right Brett thanks for your question and you're right uh, it, it is a question that is not addressed as often as the other way around so happy to oblige and uh, give uh, some uh, some tips from my side you're in a lucky situation obviously and uh, if you are motivated to maximize your performance and you can do that while still enjoying the sport which should always be priority number one then uh, definitely you should make use of the time that you have and uh, quite simply Increasing training volume is uh, the number one thing that you can do to improve your your potential. But you have to increase your training volume gradually, very gradually. And there's no, form, no, no exact formula for how to do this. You will need to pay attention to what your body is telling you and uh, how you're performing in training, how you're sleeping, many other things to take into account. But to give you a rough idea, let's say you're currently training 10 hours per week, then I would say spend at least a month for each added weekly hour. So train at an average of 11 hours per week for one month and then average 12 hours for another month and so on. This is just a guideline again. So you may find at some point that you get to a level where you're quite fatigued and can no longer perform to the level that you could before in some of your key workouts. And when that happens or if that happens, decrease your volume and recover for some time then get back to that same volume, but just stay there until you can train at that volume consistently without feeling that accumulation of fatigue that negatively impacts performance. Since you are 35 years old, you only work a few hours per week and you have solid base in all three sports, on paper you should be able to get up to consistent training 20 hours per week or so and maybe even more and be able to positively adapt from that. But keep in mind that everybody's an individual, so you will need to listen to your body. And if you end up performing better on lesser volume, so 16, 17 hours or something, there's no reason to force volume. That's that's a means to an end, and that end is improved performance. Uh, So keep that in mind always. Just as important, depending on what your current training volume is, as I already alluded to, it may take you a long time to actually build up to something like 20 hours per week consistently. It may easily take you two years, and you should not be surprised if that is the case. Be patient, play the long game, and don't do too much too soon. It's also important to keep in mind that wherever you're starting from as a baseline, Uh, an increasing volume, even if it's just by one hour per week. So you increase now from 10 hours to 11 hours per week, for example, and you keep that 11 hours per week for one month, as I said in my previous example. Even if it's just, it seems very small, but it is an added stress for the body, uh, something that it's not been used to from before. So there is a potential for adaptation from this extra stress that is uh, seemingly such a small increase. But on the flip side, if you jump very quickly to what the body perceives, perceives as way over the top volume it will just shut down in order to protect itself it's a protection mechanism so small gradual increases in training stress and in this case training volume will be effective but big jumps probably won't be at least when you go past a certain limit now, I know that you didn't specifically ask about whether you should be increasing training volume. I know that you assumed that, that is the case or you already are at a high training volume. So you're asking about what you should do with that training volume. So I, I will get to that now. But uh, that is really a million dollar question and it is very individual. So I would suggest, first of all, that if you are going to be spending a lot of time training, then get a coach a coach will help you figure out what the best way or at least one of the possible best ways for you is to do with the time that you have available to train when you are investing that many hours per week training then it makes sense to to have a coach help you get the most out of that time because it's not something that i can say or anybody can say without really getting to know you over a longer period of time and and uh, having that constant communication and interaction and seeing how things are going with your training and how you're adapting. But I can give you some general thoughts and pieces of advice, and uh, I will do that. And that is that, first of all, the more training that you do, the more there is a need to do strength training, as you suggest, just to make sure that you keep your body in balance and uh, actively do work to prevent injuries, which will allow you to keep up that consistent training at a higher volume. So I've done plenty of strength and conditioning episodes, interviews, and solo episodes. So uh, check scientifictriathlon.com, go to the menu bar, and go to more popular topics, strength training, and all of them will pop up there. The other thing that I would say is that the more training that you do, the more important it will become to practice intensity discipline, which means when you are supposed to go easy, you should really go easy. A perfect example of this is the Norwegian triathletes and they are really taking this to the next level and that is one reason I think that they're having such great success because they train probably more than most other athletes on the ITU circuit and the World Triathlon Series circuit and they can do that because they have so much control, they do so much testing and they uh, they check their lactate levels uh, consistently in training to make sure that they don't go, go over the their predetermined limits based on based on uh, past testing that they've done and they're obviously doing really well christian blumenfeld won the wts grand final in lausanne that uh, you also participated in on the age group side and uh, gustav eden winning the 7.3 world championships in nice so that's uh, an example that's uh, fresh in my mind at least of intensity discipline and the importance of that and how that has allowed them to train at a very high volume higher than than most other professionals that's what uh, they say at least and I see no reason to doubt that and uh, the reason that they can do that again is because they are very very diligent with that intensity discipline and not going too hard uh, so so yeah that's something that you have to keep in mind and this again is all with the end goal of being able to consistently do whatever training volume you're doing week in week out without accumulating too much fatigue Next with plenty of time av- available you will have the luxury of being able to have both frequency and duration in your workout so do uh, quite a lot of workouts in each discipline each week but also do longer workouts and especially when you are shifting your focus to 7.3 distance racing those long workouts will be really really beneficial but for you since you have a lot of a volume of training time available they will not come at the expense of frequent workouts which is great because frequency is super important i would say that even if the swim is your weakness i don't think you should jump straight into swimming seven times per week just because i think that chances are you won't manage to stay really focused throughout each ses- session seven times per week and then chances are that you won't get as much out of those sessions as you should. And it might be better to have slightly fewer sessions and make sure that you're 100% focused and present whenever you're swimming so that you can improve. Uh, so uh, build build up your swimming frequency and total distance or volume as well over time. Again, keeping the the big picture in mind and making sure that you're really patient. It might take you a year or two to get to the level where you think that you should be now that's normal but be patient and uh, and uh, stay away from the temptation to just jump into too much doing too much too too soon so uh, so yeah seven times per week right now I do not think that you should do that but I would say that you can do probably five swings per week if you're if we assume that you have already built up the training around 20 hours per week if not maybe you start out a bit lower you start at four swings per week and then you gradually increase that to five swims per week and five swims per week i think is a great amount of swimming already and you don't necessarily need to do more than that uh, so um, even four times per week is is a really good amount but uh, but if you really want to focus on that because you say it's your weakness then five swims per week would maybe be what i would recommend but then you could still have four to five runs per week and four to five bikes per week if you have that 20 plus hour training week so that gives you plenty of frequency and you can still have one long workout per discipline per week which would be something like a four hour ride one hour 45 to two hour run and a 90 minute swim those would be sort of like the benchmarks for for the long workout in each discipline each week the next tip that i have is that when training at a higher volume you will over time especially build up a stronger base and that allows you to do more challenging quality workouts. So when previously you may have been able to do three times 20 minutes at sweet spot on the bike for example, when you have been training 20 hours per, 20 hours per week for for some months your your ability to repeat that sort of higher intensity or moderate intensity in this case and but still remain strong and and do that time and time again will increase so your fatigue resistance will increase so you can start to attempt to do to challenge yourself in those hard workouts by adding more time in zone so do four times 20 minutes instead of three times 20 minutes of course gradually build up to that but uh, that's what what i would say that can change with your quality workouts the number of quality workouts doesn't really need to change necessarily but the quality workouts that you do can become slightly more demanding and uh, most importantly this is the final tip here remember that it doesn't matter if you train 20 plus hour weeks if you get injured doing so because then you'll get not back to square one but you'll take several steps back and uh, you won't hit that consistency that is the most important thing so you have to do everything required to stay injury free so the most important aspects of that include sleep nutrition and uh, getting massages and other physiotherapy doing some foam rolling perhaps, mobility work and strength and conditioning as already mentioned as well as the intensity discipline as already mentioned. So I hope this helps Brett and uh, good luck with your training. The next question is from Chris in Thailand who writes hello want to get your thoughts on this i will be competing in my first 7.3 distance race in thailand in february in a tropical climate i live and train in thailand i will have three weeks over christmas where i will be in the usa in a cold climate will i lose my heat acclimatization during these three weeks should i train only indoors and frequently visit the sauna can i add more volume to my training because it's easier on the body All right, Chris, thank you so much for your question. Uh, So since you normally live in Thailand, you are obviously, and as you mentioned (laughs) in your question, you are well acclimatized right now to that heat and humidity. And the first thing that I should point out is that when you get back to Thailand after your uh, vacation in uh, the USA, you will fully acclimatize back within probably within three weeks or so this means that if you return, let's say, mid-January to Thailand and your race is a month later, at mid- mid-February, you really don't need to worry much because you will have plenty of time to acclimatize to the race. But that being said, there is a strong case definitely for trying to maintain or to retain that heat adaptation and heat acclimatization while you are in the US because if you do that, if you retain that and don't lose it, which you will if you do nothing at all, They will allow you to get right back into quality training when you return to Thailand rather than spend a couple of weeks just getting used to even surviving any exercise intensity in that heat and humidity. So, and since you are, when you are returning to Thailand, you might be a month out or maybe a bit more than a month out from your race. That can be crucially important because you want at that time to be doing quality training uninterrupted. So my recommendation is definitely, yes, you do want to try to retain your heat acclimatization while you are away in the US. The good news is that uh, maintaining that heat acclimatization is uh, far easier than gaining it in the first place. You only need probably around two sessions per week with uh, some heat exposure, and that might look like 160 hour ride on the indoor trainer and 160 hour run on the treadmill with the fan off and maybe wearing some warmer cotton clothes for example so two times 60 minutes per week that's not a whole lot but uh, if you do nothing at all to maintain your acclimatization to heat then you will definitely start to lose it as early as after one week away from any heat exposure training and uh, that means simply that when you return the first couple of weeks probably will be more about being able to regain that heat acclimatization rather than doing any eff- effective training. So that's why I would recommend do what you can to to maintain your heat acclimatization. Do two or three heat exposure workouts per week and you can do them as mentioned as uh, 60-minute uh, easy endurance rides or runs on the treadmill or indoor trainer with no fan and with some extra layers on. And that will be enough to maintain most of your acclimatization. Uh, so as the sauna is great as well. If you can do sauna after those sessions or after any session, uh, try to spend 15, 20 minutes in the sauna and uh, without any hydration between the session and the sauna, then uh, that's another good thing to do. But if you don't have a sauna immediately available, I think that you can get away with just doing that heat exposure training, which should be fairly easy to do, especially on the bike. And there's plenty of more information in my episode 138 on the podcast that I'll link to in the episode description. Uh, it's my interview with Steven Chung on heat adaptation. And that was a really great episode uh, that I remember doing uh, actually live in Lisbon with uh, Steven. So really great memories from that one. Uh, a lot of fun. But listen to that and that will give you plenty of more information. And as for your question about whether you can add more volume to your training because it's easier on the body... Yes, you could actually do that, but probably even more importantly, I would say you can add higher intensity and you will be able to do more work at high intensity. So I would maybe rather than focusing on the volume side, I would focus more on the quality side and doing your intense workouts more intensely than you normally can, perhaps. So so that's what I would focus on when you're in the U.S., Uh, So even though I'm not at all against you potentially increasing your training volume, I can't say I I don't have an opinion one way or the other because it depends on contexts that I don't know about from your question. But I would say that in general, perhaps I would err on the side of, of working more on the intensity side of things because that's what's more limited by your normal heat and humidity in Thailand, whereas volume is something you can still do. It's just that you will be doing it at a slightly lesser intensity. But that uh, is it for uh, that question from Chris. Uh, thank you and uh, good luck with your debut free in February. And that's also it for this episode. Keep sending in questions for future Q&As to michael at scientifictriathlon.com. And that's michael with a K. And if you do enjoy the type of information that you get from this podcast, why not go to scientifictriathlon.com and check out the products and services that we offer there, ranging from ready-made training plans to top-class individual coaching. So check that out on scientifictriathlon.com if you're interested in learning more about what we offer. Big thanks to our sponsors, Precision Hydration that you can find on precisionhydration.com. Uh, get a free hydration plan and get your first box or tube of electrolytes for free with the promo code thattriathlonshow all one word all caps. And thank you to Roka for sponsoring the show. Check out their wetsuits, trisuits, swimskins, goggles and high-performance eyewear and get 20% off your entire order. You can do all your Christmas shopping there with the promo code TTS, all caps. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon.